Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Okay, there's a great deal of stories and a, a number of different angles that I want to cover in this episode here. The first, again, this was a story that happened last week, but there's a very telling piece about this story that has got to be highlighted um, because it, it, again, is very indicative of the larger, more horrific picture of what's going on in American K-12 education right now. So first of all, I'm just going to come out and say this because I think it needs to be said. I think it's been said a thousand times, um, and I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you're probably in agreement, but American K-12 education is 100% dead in this country. There is no doubt about it. It's dead. It's completely useless at this point. Because what's happening with all of these videos that people are putting out of themselves talking to board members and, and yelling at board members, and then you have, you know, wh whether it's about mask wearing or critical race theory or opening the schools and stopping the social distancing, um, which again is a satanic ritual. I've said that before. That's why it's six feet, not five or seven feet. Six, 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 over and over again. Um, the well, and there's also this angle too, which is important, is that people are getting arrested outside of board board meetings. Uh, just this past week, one of I believe is in Arizona, one of the GOP candidates for uh, for the local government there, um, or the local I don't know if it's the state government or local government. He was arrested, and and all he was doing was just standing outside asking police questions about why they weren't letting people into the board meeting. And again, he didn't break any law, but they just flat out arrested him and they charged him with a third degree misdemeanor. So now the local police are working hand in hand with school board members to keep parents and to keep concerned citizens out of their meetings because, again, they know that they're being filmed and they know that they're being recorded and they know that that's going to make its way to social media and bit shoot and parts of YouTube, if YouTube even still has them. I mean, YouTube's deleting even those videos. So the censorship is out of control, to say the least. And again, one of the things that is really the overarching picture here with K-12 education is just flat out dead. There's no rebuilding it. It's too far gone. Unfortunately, the Marxists are trying to rebuild it right now as we see, and they continuously use the word pandemic, and we're trying to use the pandemic for uh, an opportunity to roll in what we need to roll in, and blah, blah, blah. And it's not, it's not working. Because again, their Marxist plan is a Marxist plan. It's awful, to say the least, hence critical race theory. And that's just, as I've said in the past, it's just one tool in the toolbox. They'll pick another one. It's only a matter of time. But here's one that they've picked, and I wanted to bring up this story too again because this is this particular story is 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 interesting and frightening for a thousand different reasons. Number one, I'm shocked that people still go to prom. I'm shocked that that's still a thing. I don't know why people do it. Um, I don't know. No offense to the people that do it, but here comes the offensive part. You know, you're just useless eaters. You're just mouth breathers. Why, why on earth would you go to any activity that the school is, is, is allowing for, in particular now when they're segregating and discriminating against people to even attend these so-called rites of passage? And I hate when people say that. It really is insane. Going to prom is a rite of passage. No, it's not. It's a waste of time. 
it's a colossal waste of time. So here's this story, and again, this is from last week, but it's worth repeating here, because again, what actually happened during this prom dance in, uh, in Massachusetts, I think it was, or New Hampshire, I'm not sure which, it doesn't even say in the story. Uh, anyway, it's titled this, Unvaccinated Students at High School Prom Numbered with a Sharpie, Tracked All Night. And this comes from granitegrok.com. Uh, it says, recently a school board member and state representative from Brentwood posted a disturbing message on social media about students who attended a prom in Exeter. Representative Melissa Litchfield asked parents to contact her about an event that took place at their prom. It says, quote, as your state representative, I'm trying to gather further information regarding the events that took place at Exeter High School prom this past weekend. Okay, so here's some of the quotes from the parents. It says, quote, was pretty fired up today after learning that kids who weren't vaccinated had a number written on them in Sharpie at the EHS prom last night. If they weren't on the if they if they were on the dance floor, they had to raise their hands after every three songs so their numbers could be recorded by other underclass students for contract contact tracing purposes. There's even more to this story, but this alone is surprising to us. And then it says, we truly feel they are literally branding our kids if they don't get this experiential emergency approved vaccine. Another quote says, they also left the list of students' names first and last with the info on whether they were vaccinated or not on a table outside after the prom. I found it the next morning. This information should not have been shared, number one, and two, should never have been left anywhere where people can access it. I have a photo of the list. Another quote says, man, they just keep going here, too. I find it absolutely unbelievable that and was allowed to treat the kids like prisoners in Nazi Germany, marking them, thus singling them out, and then having to raise their hands is beyond is beyond tolerable. First, the school could be looking at lawsuits for violation of HIPAA rights, you think? They have no business asking for a vaccine card. Last Thursday, masks were no longer required outside, and if this is in effect, it should have not mattered if they were vaccinated or not. Nowhere does state, nowhere does state that if you aren't vaccinated, you need to wear one. Just a little side note here, you know, God bless parents and everything, but please learn how to write. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. As I'm reading these quotes directly from parents, it's evident that they can't write complete sentences. Some of these quotes, I, and again, I'm sure that they're angry while they're writing them, but for the love of God, learn how to write. All right, now let me get into some of these text messages too, because these are equally as, and, and just poorly written, but Whatever, we'll we'll do our best here. Um, let's see. This one says, It was not communicated to us beforehand. The kids were told it was optional to provide a copy of their vaccine card. When they showed up at prom, check-in, they were marked and had a number written on them in black Sharpie on if they were not vaccinated. Those that were vaccinated had a different color mark and no number assigned to them. Underclassmen were given the role of writing the numbers down on the dance floor 
After every three to four dances, kids were asked to raise their hands so the underclassmen could record the numbers. This is, this is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. Not only are they engaging in one of the oldest Nazi tricks in the book, but they're actually training underclassmen to be good little Nazis. American K-12 education, ladies and gentlemen, is dead. It's dead. You can't tell the truth. God has been completely removed from every avenue of these schools. It blows me away. Here's another one. It says, uh, there's another text message. It says, number one, the had to show their vaccination card, their vaccine cards to the class advisor in charge of the prom or at check-in. Two, if they did not show a vaccine card, they were numbered. Three, not sure if all kids had to raise their hands at the end of each set of dances or just the numbered kids would have to verify with blah, blah, blah somebody's name. Four, there was a list with numbers associated to names. And five, the purpose, according to the school, was for contact tracing of the non-vaccinated kids. If there was a COVID case, they would not be allowed to attend senior week activities and graduation, but vaccinated kids would be able to. Oh, boo-hoo. I've said this before. So what? I mean, think of what they're actually doing now. Think of the Think of the three or four dimensional moves that are actually being made. They're brainwashing students into being coerced into attending school-related activities. Ladies and gentlemen, you've probably figured it out with me, but I was never the kind of person who enjoyed anything school-related. I just didn't. I mean, I, I detested school. I detested it. Absolutely hated it. You wouldn't find me dead at a school-related activity. Period. The unfortunate part is now they're actually taking these, I don't know what you'd call them. They're, they're just so brainwashed. They're taking these students and they're saying, you can only attend our, our activities now if you do X, Y, and Z. And if you don't do X, Y, and Z, then we're not going to let you in and you can't participate. Boo-hoo. I mean, I hate to sound so cynical here, but boo-hoo. Who cares? Why on earth would anybody be coerced? Or fall for it. Fall for the coercion to attend a school-related activity. It it just seems like such an oxymoron to me. I I uh, I, I I don't get it. I just flat out don't get it. But I wanted to bring up that story because again, they're not the only place doing that. Now you've got blatant signs that say vaccinated are only allowed to drink here, unvaccinated have to drink here. This line is for the vaccinated, this line is for the unvaccinated. It's not a vaccine. And what's coming down the pipeline is going to be the biggest wipeout of human beings that we've ever seen. And by the way, as I may have alluded to at the beginning, it's already happening now. And it's happening on television. An Inter Milan soccer player fell flat on his face during a soccer game the other day because he got the jabs. Well, no, it's an underlying heart condition. No, no. They had to revive him and resuscitate him on the field, and he's allegedly now in stable condition. I bet he's hooked up to so many flipping tubes. This is just awful, and it's going to get worse. 
Again, the media can do whatever they want because they're clearly the enemy here. We, we know that by now. We, we have to know that. But unfortunately, the people that are running these schools and the media itself, they're all listening to one another. And they're all reacting and acting on what the other is saying. Which leads me to this next thing. Because I really do, I really do want to play this audio. And this, again, comes from a, a Pinellas County school board meeting this past week. And uh, it's incredible. And, and again, it's not just the tone of the individuals who, who come up to the lectern and, and are addressing the board itself, but it's the tone of the board that you have to pay attention to because they're brainwashed. They're absolutely brainwashed. They're just going through the motions. They don't give a damn about what anybody is saying. And it doesn't matter, again, you know, I, I, I love the audio of, of children addressing these board members. Unfortunately, that too is becoming a bit cliche at this point because the board members don't give a damn about them. And that's, I think, again, the bigger message that has to be said here. These board members don't care about children because the children can come up and say whatever they want. They can say they were raped, beaten, um, robbed, whatever they want to say, you know, during school, in school hours, and they wish that the board member would, would, would do something about it. And the board member is simply going to look back at that kid and say, well, thank you for participating. Who's next? And then they'll just invite up the next person. These are mindless zombies. In particular, again, this Pinellas County School School Board. And it's it just blows me away. So I'm going to play this audio. Here's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear a female parent, uh, adult, speak first. And then there are two children who speak after her. And then there's a guy who speaks after the two children. And the guy just lights up the board. He even references Anthony Fauci's emails, which is fantastic. But he, I mean, he lights them up. So here we go. So I do realize that you are going to vote to repeal the mask mandate today. I think the reason most of us are here is we don't trust moving forward that that's what you're going to keep. And we also don't trust that there won't be some type of combination where if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to be segregated and you'll have to wear the mask. So I know that's one of the reasons I'm here to talk today. Also, I didn't get to say everything I wanted to say the last time. So kind of here to finish that up. So I'd like to get to the point where I feel like you can earn our trust back. But I think we're a long way from that. So last time I was here four weeks ago, I told you how I truly believed that when you got into this line of work, you had the best intentions at heart. Okay, I've got to stop it there first. There's a couple of things here. Number one, if you're putting your trust in a school board, you're putting your trust in the wrong place. That's number one. I, I mean, I've, I, I, I've, uh, I, I don't have the words. Um... I was a school teacher for nine years. Not once did you did I, did those words ever come out of my mouth. Not once did I go, you know who I trust? My school board. That's right. I never said that. That thought never even entered my mind. Never. 
I never, <laughs> I never said to myself, this is absolutely hilarious. I never said to myself, you know who I trust? That's right. District officials. That's who I trust. Thank you, school board. You make the best decisions of any human being. Have a great day. No one says that. Now, regarding the mask wearing that, that again, she, she just brought up and is going to continue to bring up here. They shouldn't have been wearing masks at all. I think that goes without saying. They shouldn't have been wearing them at all. And the simple fact that they are just now in a, in a, in a county in Florida, because remember, I, I did say this. I said it doesn't matter what Governor DeSantis does in Florida with executive orders saying no more masks, businesses and schools have to take the masks off. You're still going to have holdouts. You'll still have individuals within school, I mean, full-blown school boards mandating mask wearing and, and the satanic ritual of social distancing. Th- that will still happen, and this is a perfect example of how it's still happening. They're still doing it. So, based on the predictions that I've made on what's, what's, what's coming up here and what, again, a lot of these doctors have said is, is going to happen with these people just dropping over in the next six to nine months, although it's already happening now, these school boards that are rescinding their mask wearing, they're just going to bring them back. If you thought last year was bad in K-12 education, wait for this fall. Wait for the, wait for the spring. Wait for cold and flu season. Wait for that. I'm telling you. Um, this, is, this, this is one of those moments when I thank God I am not in the business anymore. I really do, because the people are being drug around by the backs of their necks, and I'm talking about even effective educators are, are just being pulled and, and yanked and, and just tugged on all the time regarding these ridiculous policies, but now you've got jab recipients mixing with non-jab recipients, and the jab recipients are going to be the ones making the non-jab recipients sick, and the jab recipients themselves are going to be the ones that are sick. They're not going to be able to staff these buildings. I know I said that in the last episode and in previous episodes, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a reoccurring theme here. Um, They're not going to be able to staff them. But again, I applaud this parent, and I'm going to keep playing it here, but for God's sakes, stop, stop trusting them Stop trusting school boards with the education of your children. Stop trusting them with the safety of your children. They don't give two shits about your kids. They don't care about them. The only people that need to care about these children are the parents themselves. You wanted to be here for the children. You really wanted to see them excel. You wanted to see Pinellas County Schools rise to the top. And I appreciate that. I, I, and I know that's where your heart initially came from. But I, I said this last time and I'll say it again. Somewhere along this way, those intentions were lost and our children have been failed. And there's a generation of children who are now psychologically and physically harmed from the decisions you have made. So though I appreciate you're going to repeal this act, I'm very, very concerned that moving forward, Throughout the summer, maybe numbers tick up. Hey, that's great, Dr. Grego, that the numbers have ticked down a week and a half ago. Why didn't we repeal the act a week and a half ago? But I won't go off on a tangent. Regardless, what happens if the numbers tick up? 
Uh, is that temporary? We're going to see how the summer goes. All the summer you boom, you're just going to mandate masks again. So again, I say this because I don't trust you and I want to trust you. I had so much other stuff I was going to say, but that's what came out. So I'm going to leave you with this because this is what really has been resting on my heart for the last four weeks. Um, I'm sure that many of you sang this song. I can tell um, that as a youth yourself, you were probably singing the song around school and making a big deal out of it and being tough with it. Um, perhaps some of it, that song even drew some of you into education. So in the words of Pink Floyd, I am gonna twist them just a tad, but we don't need your education. We don't need your thought control. No dark sarcasm in our classroom. School board teachers leave our kids alone. All in all, they're just another brick in your wall. If you don't wear your mask, you can't play with your friends. How can you play with your friends if you don't wear your mask? Please earn our trust back. Please keep these children unmasked and don't make vaccines a part of the mask requirement and remove it from the dress code. Thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker is Gracie Nelson. Okay, before the before the female student speaks, a couple of things. I love that she referenced Pink Floyd. That's awesome. Great. That's just fantastic. That's uh, arguably one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, Another brick in the wall, part two. What she what she said about mandating the masks in the fall or, or the shots in the fall. Schools cannot do that. That's why it's under emergency use authorization. They can't do that legally. It's against the law. And it does not matter again if it was FDA approved for 12 to 17 year olds. It doesn't matter. It's the same jab. It's the same company. It's the same liquid. It's the same poison as the stuff that exists for adults. And now again, like I said in the last episode, they're pumping it full of, uh, they're pumping it into babies just to see what happens, just to give it a try. They cannot do that. You should never send your children to these buildings. Not ever. They're, they're, they're brainwashing camps now. They are full-blown brainwashing camps. And now, again, they're just jabbing the hell out of, out of minors while they're brainwashing them, and they're completely ignoring all of the health ramifications. All right, so here's the audio now from the two female students. Hello. Hello again. I'm surprised masks are gone in the trash yet. You know I'm tired of what you're doing to my friends and other kids. When I'm going to school, I always see kids on their phones, not playing with the other kids. And they're always six feet in masks, and it's your fault. You're causing fear. Please listen to me, okay? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Stop li listening to the devil. Listen to God, our Holy Father. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Unmask my friends. People are protesting for us. Thank you for fighting for freedom. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Is there our next? Okay, our next speaker. She 
Our next speaker is David Happy. Did you sign up for both? Yes. Okay. Then. Okay. Is Mr. Okay. Then let's go ahead. Okay. And what's her name? Carly O'Brien. Carly O'Brien. All right, honey. Welcome. Hi. Hi, my name is Carly. When I go to school, I am forced to wear masks. It's harder to focus, and it gives me a headache. I also have to stay six feet away from my friends. This year, I changed schools. When I was forced to wear a mask in distance, it was very hard to make new friends. God did not create us to be guided by fear. It's time people start using their intuition and stop being guided by fear. When you are in, f when you are in fear, there is more chance you will get sick than when you are when you when then when you use your intuition. Immune systems on masks off. A couple of things here. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. And again, those students know way more than the adults, and they know way more than, than those board members. Um, the mother of, of one of those children was standing behind her just sobbing, just crying as, as her daughter is up there giving, giving that speech. But again, you can hear the tone of the, of the board member when, when the girls came up. It was like, oh, the kids are going to speak now. Okay, how are you, sweetie? Blah, blah, blah. And they try to play all nice with the student. Meanwhile, they're abusing them. They're abusing them with their policies. They're abusing them on a day-in and day-out basis. But for the love of God, parents, you've got to wake up. You've got to stop abusing them yourself. And you've got to stop sending them to these places where they're being abused. Because the parents are to blame too. And unfortunately, everybody in this room is wearing a mask, including the children. It's just a horrific sight. It's absolutely horrific. So here's the last speaker, and this is um, this dude just shreds him. He 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 cuts right into him. So here we go. Our next speaker is David Happy. Following good information, good evening, is 100% factual, and you can fact check every single point I'm about to make about how wrong you've been. Call it malfeasance, misfeasance, neglection of duty, incompetence, whatever you want to call it. Every single one of you would be subject to recall over just one of the actions that I'm about to tell you. You were wrong to ever exclude parents from the, from the uh, campuses. You were wrong to ever have Dr. Cho advise the Pinellas County School Board since he has a demonstrable financial conflict of interest that none of you have ever asked him about. Further, maybe because of that, Dr. Cho was wrong on just about every single recommendation he gave you, which you, now you can tell with the Fauci emails that I'm sure that you've read. You were wrong to ever amass the children, and we know that from the Fauci emails. You were wrong to blame the Florida Department of Education for your personal mask fetishes when 50% of the school districts across Florida never force mask their children like you did. You were wrong to deny parental determination as was allowed under Pinellas County's state of emergency. You were wrong to hold a private work session with improper notice on your change of venue. And you're wrong to record even today your work sessions but not allow them to be broadcast to people that want to understand what you're doing under the cloak of darkness. 
You were wrong to ignore Governor DeSantis's executive order to unmask the children and to end the state of emergency. You were wrong when your attorney stated you are not a subsection, a government agency, that we just didn't have enough time to get you in front of a judge. You were wrong to allow the Pinellas County School Secretary to grossly misstate the statistics. You were wrong to not challenge Dr. Kennedy when she misstated there was an increase in juvenile hospitalizations in Pinellas County and stated that the UK variant was a cause. It's 100% erroneous and you can get the actual statistics, but you never question Dr. Kennedy's statistics. You were wrong to appoint a 20-member ideological curriculum committee that is comprised exclusively of ideological liberals and registered Democrats that doesn't reflect the diversity of the district, was never open for parental involvement, and has members who openly post racist critical race theory on their Facebook pages. You were wrong to have a medical advisory committee of 11 people, including three that have zero medical expertise, including one union rep on that panel and one employee of the Tampa newspapers. You were wrong to allow the Pinellas County School Board to enter a memorandum of understanding with the teachers union that allowed the teachers union to dictate the medical operating policies. So today I filed a grievance with the state of Florida against your assistant superintendent and the two union representatives for entering into this illegal uh, agreement. They're not doctors. They're not licensed to practice medicine. And if you ever allow a similar agreement to be entered again, I'll file suit against each one of you. Thank you. All right. Um, I am going to stop. Our our um, rules are that we don't, don't clap or have any interruption. I allowed it when the students were up here speaking because I thought that was a little different. But if I would ask you now not to applaud, you can give them thumbs up. You can give little jazz hands, whatever you want to do to show support. Thank you. You see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Did you hear her at the end there? For the love of God. I mean, for the love of God. It was a little different when the students were doing it, okay? Because, you know, they're just so cute and they were just doing it because of the students. But that was a little different because what they say doesn't matter. But, you know, when adults are talking, please don't applaud. You can give them jazz hands or thumbs up or whatever. And then one of the stupid women in the front gave jazz hands. For the love of Christ, just applaud. They don't get to tell you to not applaud. A government does not get to tell you to not applaud somebody. It's ridiculous. Just the compliance is so, is so mind-numbing. It's it uh, it's just beyond it's beyond anything. That entire board meeting now was 3 hours and 36 minutes long. And uh, there are more people that speak at that particular board meeting, and there are more students that come up and give talks, and you name it. So, yeah, all that happens. Speaking of uh, students who don't give a damn about masks, there was also an 11-year-old girl who was kicked out of school for refusing to continue wearing the masks as they were being forced on them um, in their sweltering hot trailers where there was no air conditioning and it was in the 80s and 90s and she was sweating and just said forget it I'm not wearing the mask and then they said you can't be here if you're not wearing the mask and she said screw it I'm out and she left good for her 
why the parents would send them to these environments is is beyond me. It um, it really shows you the level of brainwashing that's actually taken place. Okay, now here's the last piece of audio that I that I want to play, and and this really is what's coming down the down the line here, and and it's worth playing for a variety of reasons. And this is on Bitchute, by the way. But it's an HR individual, and she's discuss- She's not affiliated with schools at all. She's affiliated with uh, oil and gas companies. But she's describing how HR, HR uh, departments are openly discussing behind closed doors and over Zoom calls and whatever, how, how they're going to have to completely restaff their departments in, and, and restaff a number of different professions. Um, and employees within their organizations within the next three years because people are going to be dropping dead from these jabs. HR departments know that this is happening. Even they know that this is happening. So I'm going to go ahead and play this audio. Um, Here we go. So about eight years ago, I lost my baby during pregnancy, which is the reason that I actually left the healthcare field because I was working with pregnant women primarily, um, reproduction and endocrinology. And I just found it was a little bit too difficult for me to provide quality of care given my recent loss. So I went back into full-time working in the gas and oil and recruitment uh, sector. And to this day, I am running a global uh, gas and oil recruitment firm. And the reason that this is important is because of what I am seeing as an executive in this industry happening right now as a result of the COVID vaccines. And it's something called succession planning. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. But basically what it is, is companies need to plan for um, what's going to happen as their staff um, move on. Rather, they move up the line, they retire, um, so on and so forth. And succession planning is something that I help companies with professionally by offer them uh, recruitment services. So they'll come to me and say, hey, we're going to need 100 guys to, you know, staff this rig, so on and so forth. And so we'll provide them that service. Well, what's really interesting, what's happening right now, and it's actually mortifying, not just interesting, is that executives are having their uh, HR staff and their managers, superintendents, foremen, so on and so forth, go through and look at the staff that have received the vaccines and they're planning to have to replace them all within the next three years. What does that say to you? This is something that's, you know, it's got some of these guys literally in tears as they're going through the company and literally checking off all of these individuals that have taken the vaccine, knowing that most likely in the next three years, they're going to have to plan to replace that person. What does that say to you? And this is a really big thing in the industry that I'm in and a lot of talk going on around this at the moment because these massive companies, massive gas and oil companies are looking to have to replace thousands of personnel and I'm in that line of work that does the staffing for these large gas and oil companies. And um, they're pretty petrified as for what's going to happen to their staff, but also their businesses, because they project that they're going to lose, you know, roughly half of their personnel. 
And it's not just going to be the oil and gas companies. It's not just going to be them. It's going to be every single industry that you could imagine, unless there's some kind of an antidote that comes out. Other than that, I'm telling you, what what's going to happen here is going to be something that people couldn't even imagine. But for those of us that have been paying attention to this for a number of years, knew that it was an inevitability, unfortunately. Here's the last thing I want to do. I want to read this this little subchapter here from The Rape of the Mind, which is a book that I've referenced in the past. And it, it's on page uh, 272, if you actually own a copy of this book. And again, if you're going to read one book, please read this one this summer. It is absolutely amazing. Um, I finished it a while ago, but I find myself continuously going back and rereading particular sections. It's that, it's that good. Uh, here's one of the subchapters titled Discipline and Brainwashing. It's very short. Here we go. It says, quote, When we want to train a soldier to resist brainwashing, we have to give him antidotes against mass suggestion. We have to teach him to make up his own answers and to criticize his teachers. We must train him in negative suggestibility and emphasize the courage to reject emotionally pleasant reasoning when it does not seem truthful. Above all, we have to repeat such lessons many times to make a self-confident individual out of a recruit. Against the daily barrage of suggestions, we have to provoke individual criticism. All this has to be done in addition to making the soldier familiar with the concept and implications of brainwashing. In so doing, he will learn, unconsciously, to judge what propaganda is and what is not, as we all partially do when listening to advertising over the radio. Psychological experience tells us that part of propagandistic suggestions can leak through even alert mental defenses and penetrate our opinions. Anti-brainwashing training has to be done thoroughly and repeatedly. It may appear to be in conflict with rigid discipline when the teacher and officer knows enough about the subject. However, the student's self-respect is enhanced through identification with the leading officer. True, we see here a change of disciplinary reaction, re relations, but it offers the real test of discipline in a free democratic community. A man who has been taught self-esteem and knowledge will stand to the end when the hour of challenge comes. The change of the war of weapons into a mental cold war requires a change of discipline. The soldier has to know not only his rifle, but even more the sense of his mission and the nonsense of the enemy. Now again, with that stated, unquote, by the way, with that stated, the, the propaganda and the brainwashed people are everywhere. They're everywhere. They're on these school boards. They're in government. They're in the medical field. They're all through education. They're everywhere. And when you turn on that radio and you hear that commercial from a voice of a woman that says, I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse. And I would never hurt my own children which is why I encourage everybody to get the vaccine, quote-unquote, because I would never hurt my own children. And then they say, and I trust the science. And then in the background, you hear two females go, thanks, Mom. We love you, Mom. 
blah, blah, blah. And then that's the end of the radio commercial. That's an actual commercial, what I just described. That's an actual thing. It's propaganda. It's fake. You don't know that person is a doctor. You don't know that that person has children. You don't know that that person has taken any jab. You don't know any of that. It's a lie. It's all a giant lie. But the reality is going to hit people harder than you could possibly imagine in the coming months because it's already happening. Now, here's the last thing I'm going to do. The last, last thing, I promise. In the description below of this particular episode, I'm going to link Dr. Sherry Tenpenny's testimony in front of the Health and Human Services Committee, I believe, uh, was the name of the committee, um, at the Ohio State Senate in Columbus. Um, it's about 55 minutes long. She testified for about 55 minutes describing everything that was going on, and it really is incredible. Of, of I believe, the four people who ask her questions, only one of them is competent. The other individuals are complete morons. Even one of the uh, politicians asking her questions says, well, Donald Trump got the shot, and Ted Cruz got the shot, and Ron DeSantis got the shot, and I got the shot, and we're all still here. That's what that idiot actually says in this testimony when he's asking Dr. Tenpenny these questions. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And then she looks at him later on and goes, well, you're going to have to give it a little time maybe. I mean, it really is It's frightening to say the least. But as Eust Merlou would say in The Rape of the Mind, um, you've got to prepare. You have to prepare your mind. You have to retrain your mind for the reality that we live in. And you have to know who your enemy is. And then you have to educate yourself again on all of their nonsense, without a doubt. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.